Hi, and welcome to iKyloCast, the only Star Wars podcast guaranteed to make you think outside your comfort zone. Come discuss metaphysics, fictives, and all things Star Wars fandom with us, and learn what it's like to live iKylo. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of iKylo. We're back after another small hiatus. We've been having internet problems and connectivity problems, and then, of course, as someone with chronic illness, I've been dealing with a lot of flare-ups, and it's the flu season, and things have been a little crazy over here. But we've been present the entire time, and we pay attention to fandom, and we've been sort of keeping our ideas and holding things together so that when we did come back on the air, we'd have a few episodes to share with you, and... Woke Porg is sadly not here uh, right now. Hopefully she'll be back before the end of the broadcast, but that being said, I talked to her a little while ago and she told me, go ahead, uh, because she knows what what I want to talk about today. And today is going to be a little bit different of an iKylo episode. So it's also hopefully going to be a little shorter. So uh, buckle up if you uh, haven't already. And be prepared to listen to this one with an open mind, because while we generally talk about events in Star Wars fandom, current upheavals, rumors, things like that, and we discuss the philosophy and the underlying tenets of the Star Wars franchise, we do so both as fans on a neutral level and from our own perspective as what people call fictives within the Star Wars universe. And I found that I, I threw out my notes again. I, I had an episode I want I wanted to work on uh, that had to do with uh, crime and punishment in the Star Wars universe, justice, uh, what that means, what it really means, what it would have meant for Vader, uh, just sort of building off some of our past discussions, what it means for Kylo, both within the franchise and outside of it, and what we've seen both, you know, in the EU and just sort of in the new canon to indicate what really happens uh, after, after the, the end of the story that we see. Uh, so that will be coming up soon. Uh, maybe this week we might hit you with a double whammy. But it has occurred to me in the last few weeks as the discourse starts ramping up. And I am pretty sure it's because Celebration's coming up. And hopefully we're going to get the episode 9 title, things like that. So everyone's excited and everyone's wound up. And the more wound up people get, the harder it seems to be for me to observe Star Wars fandom and not say anything. And everyone, I'd like to thank everyone again on Star Wars Twitter. 98% of the people that we've met have been fantastic people. Uh, Raylo Twitter specifically is like a family. You know, I made the joke a while back that it's sort of like the the ridiculous Olive Garden slogan, you know, when you're here, you're family. But the ridiculousness of Olive Garden aside, it's true, especially for us, for reasons that if you don't already know, will become clear here very shortly. But the harder it becomes for, for me to see the discourse and see the the takes on Star Wars and on Kylo, the more I realized that a lot of people who I thought might have understood where I was coming from maybe really don't. And 
we try to be pretty clear about it on iKylo. We did a an AMA for our very first episode, and we discussed it a great deal with uh, Nova Mortis, wonderful host of Enjoy Star Wars Responsibly. Uh, but I thought it was time to go back to our and, and to the core of things and explain that a little more pretty straight out for anyone who might not understand where we're coming from. And hopefully if you take the time to sit and listen to this, uh, you'll understand a little more about our perspective and about how we react to things and, and what parts of the discourse we get involved in and why we do and why we don't. Um, bear with me because I do have one of those intracranial hypertension headaches today and, uh, and I'm, I'm slurring a little bit. Um, but I thought it was important to go back and sort of recap in a cohesive way. Now I've got to ask, uh, the one thing I need to ask our listening audience, and hopefully, uh, this will be a lot more on topic than usual. And that might be a departure for us. Normally we discuss the theory and things and, uh, we go from, from there, we build on each other's input. But, uh, I'd like to ask you guys to listen with an open mind. That's, you know, it's a little personal. We did go out on a limb with our mental health episode and we were a lot more honest than I expected. But before I can really get into the topics that I want to discuss, be it justice or be it, uh, there's a lot I'd like to say about Snoke, um, that I think I can finally say, uh, as a fandom discussion, I think I can finally work that in without needing to avoid it and, and bounce around it. But all of these topics are sort of contingent on my point of view, <laughs> as is the, the main theme of Star Wars, uh, it seems. So I want to ask you guys to listen with an open mind. If you already have heard this, if you already know it, feel free to sing along. Uh, if you don't, please stay tuned uh, and try to try to understand it. Again, you can always ask questions as long as they are not abusive and not... Uh, not abusive pretty much covers it. iKylo at gmail.com, iKylo on Twitter, or our personal Twitter accounts on uh, WokePorg or Svengali Phantom, the tweets of Ren. Uh, you can uh, also get a hold of us uh, on the phone, although I know most of the people, I, at least I know personally in fandom, uh, don't want to, don't enjoy using the phone. But uh, you can call us at 802-328-1233. That's the iKylo official phone number. And you can leave a message. You won't get a live person. You can leave a message and let us know what you think. Uh, ask your questions. We'll do our best to answer them privately or publicly, depending on, on how you feel about it. But I've had hate mail, and I don't mean your average, you know, oh, you suck. I'm talking, go ahead and go kill yourself hate mail. Uh, I've gotten doxxed. I've had my phone number, my address spread around everywhere. I've had my picture posted on forums. I've had scans of my IDs stolen and posted on places like Fandom Wank or, you know, whatever. I have an insane stalker that apparently has been following my social media for 10 or 12 years. I, 10 years! I can't even believe it. Uh, screenshotting my social media, you know, reposting it, uh, discussing me, talking about what a crazy person I am. Uh, when I was in the hospital because I had a clot in my lung, I got told to do the world a favor and go have another embolism. Uh, legitimately, I never forgot that. It's burned into my mind uh, like a brand. 
I mean, what kind of a person do you have to be to say that to somebody because they exist? Because they exist, because they're trying to be authentic, because they uh, are not ashamed enough to keep who they are in the closet uh, or hidden or whatever. You know, I've had my art stolen. I've had, you know, my driver's license number spread around. I've had websites vandalized. I've had, you know, my bike stolen. I've had, you know... And a lot of these things are awful and discouraging. And to someone who has dealt in the past with struggles with depression, suicidal ideation, things like that, uh, PTSD, it's not a laughing matter. It's not a joke, you know? And which is why the Screen Rant article that's going around uh, makes me insane where they suggest that Kylo could kill himself uh, for a hint of redemption. And if you haven't seen my take on that already, that makes me want to vomit. Uh, what a wonderful message to send. You know, you're conflicted, you've made mistakes, so why don't you just end your life and, and, and you know, just... And pretty much that's, uh, you know, what I've been told for existing. So all of these things that I say, I do at what, you know, has become a feeling of great personal risk for both me and for Woke Porg. Uh, and before we started the podcast, we discussed it. And before I came out publicly on Twitter, we discussed it. And uh, we decided that telling our story and reaching out to people and doing what we're doing now meant more to us than the chance that we were going to go through those experiences again. So that's what we're here for. Uh, people, for the most part, have been absolutely fantastic. But I'm just putting that out there so you understand that this is not an easy subject. This isn't a joke. It's not something that we, you know, dabble in. It's not something that we're not serious about. Uh, she and I have been together for 14 years, and this has always been a part of our lives. So, that being said, uh, if you're new to iKylo or new to us in general, we are what most people uh, on the internet, usually in an incredibly hostile way, refer to as fictives, fiction can. Uh, 10 or 15 years ago, they used to call us soul bonders, but a lot of people co-opted that term in ways that we weren't comfortable with. Uh, so we just, you know, Wolk Pork has always called it uh, quantum reincarnation, but there really isn't a good term for it. I generally use fictive because even though I hate the term fiction, as you all generally understand, uh, it's the quickest and easiest way to sum it up. Uh, without going into a big, long explanation. Uh, what that means, all right, coming right out and saying what that means, as opposed to just using the AMA, it means that in the end, uh, and I'm quoting from my piece that I wrote because it's a lot easier to quote from notes than it is to try and come up with another explanation, what it means in the end is that we live multiple lives aside from our, quote, normal ones, uh, beside, inside them, in addition to them, uh, concurrently with them, however you want to uh, understand that. We share bodies and headspace with fully formed and independent other people. Uh, a lot of people have compared it to DID, Dissociative Identity Disorder. I don't like to do that a, a great deal because A, I find it mildly disrespectful to people with DID, and I also, uh, a couple of whom I know personally, and it also is a far cry from an actual mental health disorder. Uh, but the only thing that the two uh, concepts have in common 
is that one person, one physical body, contains multiple consciousnesses that are independent people with their own memories, mannerisms, uh, likes, dislikes, habits, fears. They're not alters, they're not fragments, they're not muses, they're not head voices. They are people who just used it to quote Fight Club, which is something I don't like to do a lot uh, because it's not exactly the the world's greatest uh, piece to pull uh, model statements out of. But, you know, we all use the same body, but at different times. And that shouldn't be a terribly hard concept to wrap your head around. All right. Uh, the distinctions that are made, though, between something like DID and what we have, the biggest distinction, and this is very important if you're still listening, uh, if you are still listening and you know someone who listened and they're saying, oh my god, I can't believe this is insane or whatever, uh, do us a favor and share with them what we're about to say, which is the important part. And the important part is, I personally have seen three psychiatrists, uh, just about this. And none of them in two different states so far have called this anything like a disorder. I've been 100% honest. I've told them about memories, flashbacks, habits, things like that. And because it doesn't create disordered behavior, which we've mentioned a great deal on iKylo, uh, they have all lumped it in with a spiritual belief, like religion like reincarnation. What's really funny is that when I was trying to get some guests for iKylo to discuss this concept a few months ago, I called the psychology chair from a local university and I gave him sort of this speed summary and he said it doesn't sound any more ridiculous to me than the idea of religion. Honestly. He said it sounds a lot like the similar concept and I was just floored. I've been sort of speed talking because he was very one of those people that talks very fast and you feel like they're they're going to hit a timer and say, ding, that's all. Uh, but I literally stopped talking for a full half minute because I was so amazed that that was his first response. It wasn't, oh my God, you're a lunatic. Um, but it was the way I presented it and the way I presented myself. Um, so I've gone to psychiatrists for that because I needed to be sure. Okay, before I continued on my life, I needed to know that I, I wasn't, you know, just out in left field. And I also, like I said, have PTSD and unrelated, you know, mental health issues. And in the course of treatment, I brought this up. And no one so far has written, has even written it in my file because they consider it a religious or a spiritual belief. From my, what I would call admittedly amateur research, I put it more in the realm of multiverse theory, uh, you know, quantum theory. Uh, I took a couple of classes uh, at the University of Edinburgh and was astounded because they talk about, a lot about the multiverse and bubble universes and things like that. And it's always fascinated me since I was a teenager. And we're sort of sitting here waiting for science to explain us. I think they're getting closer, but for years and years, we've sort of followed the fringes of, you know, metaphysical multiverse theory uh, because we're sort of waiting for the moment when they say, yes, this is, you know, consciousness is transferable and, and these things happen. And that actually, I've seen a few research uh, papers on the nature of consciousness and that it doesn't depend on the body that you're in. And it's fascinating, but there isn't anything that has come into the mainstream yet. Um, so 
you know, there's that. These people are not broken off fragments of us due to trauma or inventions or anything like that. I've lived with this phenomenon since childhood myself, uh, and it's always been part of me. Um, but they're real people, all right? They just happen to share bodies with us. This isn't a wish fulfillment. It isn't glamorous. It isn't exciting. It isn't cool. It's not dressing up in cool outfits and role-playing. 90% of the time, this is something that if I didn't have it, I think I would be better and more balanced and less stressed and sleep better. Um, because when you have, say, someone sharing body space with you who's having nightmares of abuse or trauma or whatever, and they're up three, four days in a row, it is your body they're dragging along with it. Um, and as my body is chronically ill, it's not exactly, you know, a walk in the park. So... Everybody thinks they'd want to exist in a universe, in another universe, as another person, until they do, or could. And then you'd realize pretty quick that it's not any kind of glamorous, exciting, fun, romantic, anything. There are those moments to it, just like everyone else's life has those moments in it. You know, everyone has moments that are romantic, or glamorous, or exciting, or where you feel like, you know... You should have a movie soundtrack playing because you're standing, you know, at a train station at dusk and the wind is blowing or whatever, you know. I've heard a lot of people describe a lot of different moments. But it's not something that anyone would voluntarily take on. Trust me. All right, I can, I, I would very much like to get some recorded testimonials from people who have known us for a very long time who can vouch for that. Uh, the amount of times that we've called them for advice or that we've discussed this with them, uh, uh, that may happen in the future. Um, and something I wrote in my, my blog post about this, and this really sort of amazed me that I actually was willing to stand on this point, even if it weren't a real phenomenon, even if there was no science and there was no legitimacy or anything like that, we're made up of our memories like everyone else. All right, that's how people work. All right, who you were makes you who you are. Now, you can choose to be a certain person, choose to be a certain way, but to an extent, to a great extent, what you came from makes shapes you into the person that you are. And memories are really unquantifiable. All right, if you tell me you remember falling down a flight of stairs when you were 10 years old and it never actually happened, and your parents swear up and down they were there and it never happened, and you didn't even have stairs in your house, but you had an absolutely crystal clear memory of that and it made you afraid or it made you want to devote your life to building better staircases or what have you. Nobody can tell you that your memory is invalid because if you remember it, it affects you the same way anyone else's memories uh, affect them. So even if you're convinced that we're both completely lunatics and we're not the only ones, but if you're convinced that the phenomenon is completely insane, all right, Remember that it still affects us. All right. Remember that our, our hearts and minds and bodies and lives are still affected by these things. So I guess all I'm saying is please respect us, uh, the way you would want to be respected. You know, I would not challenge anyone's statements about their life, about their childhood, about their thing, the, their events that made them who they were. All we're asking is the same respect. Don't immediately dismiss our experiences because you don't understand them is really what I should have said. Because the altars, the the people, they're not altars. And, and see, it's it, you're trapped into the terminology, whether you like it or not. 
But our other people, we generally just call them our people, uh, when we're talking to someone who knows what's going on, are fictive people, people who come from what people would consider fictional universes. And people who are supportive and absolutely fine and wonderful until, you know, when they think that we have multiple personalities, generally quit, back off, lose my phone number, stop talking to me, whatever, once they realize that those people are what other people would consider fictives. Again, I didn't choose it. I didn't ask for it. Uh, I would have never volunte- volunteered, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But I live with it. I have to live with it. I deal with it. And after decades of dealing with it, it's become something that I've lived with for so long that it's become a part of who I am. Uh, Woke Porg is the same way. We met over the internet uh, through fate. I had a website discussing this phenomenon that I put up because I was desperate for someone who understood and I knew that I had lost someone and was missing someone and they found it entirely by accident from almost 3,200 miles away, about as far apart as we could get uh, and still be in the same country and emailed me and I emailed them back and the rest is history and we've been together for 14 years. Uh, through a lot of thick and thin. And the one constant has always been this. And it's just a part of our lives, like our food preferences and our love for our dogs and everything else. Uh, and of course, some of the people that we live with right now are Ray and Kylo. Uh, again, that was not voluntary at all. Um, he was floating around for a while and then decided that he wanted to, I don't know, to be here and fix things. I, I don't know. Do the creators tap into the multiverse and tell stories of things that actually happen? That's the interpretation I tend to believe. That's just how I tend to think of it. Does energy follow thought? Does belief, uh, mass belief in a phenomenon create a reality in which these things are, are true? I don't know. That's the other interpretation. I could go through and math it. I, I could go through and create a, a, a theoretical... Uh, hypothesis and and discuss it in circles where that would be discussed. I've always, 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 always wanted to talk to researchers, actual researchers who do this for, for a profession, about the phenomenon and see what they think. Things like, we know details that were not in any of the, the PC. We use PC, it's another one of those little shorthands, for pop culture rather than saying the movies because it seems really awkward to say the movies when you're talking about your own life. PC has become shorthand for the representation of the story that is semi-accurate but not always and so on and so forth. The example that I always use here on iKylo is that it's like being in a biopic uh, or having a biopic. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody coming out uh, really sort of helped me with that explanation because it, and it just won a Golden Globe. And I, I never saw it. I really wanted to. But it got a lot wrong. And it invented a lot. And it took facts that were real events in a real person's life that are verifiable by real people who were there. And rearranged the timeline, rearranged how things happened, how people met, when people learned things. 
they put it out there as the story of Free Mercury and Queen. And so people watching it who are told that it's a true story are getting, and who've never heard anything say, for example, about Freddie or Queen uh, previously, are getting this picture of his life as a real person that is not factually accurate to the events that, that happened. And I write about the biopic concept a lot of um the idea that it is possible to have a dramatization of your life that is not factually all the way accurate. It's the major beats and the major concepts, but isn't what you would feel a good representation of your life. And watching fandom, especially fandom Twitter for us, a lot of times is like that. And even though everyone, with the exception of one person, I can only name one person so far in a year, uh, because he really sort of decided, we had this discussion that we were going to share his journey from angry, resentful, attached to Snoke, and hateful of everyone. I didn't know what would happen when he first came. He's been here a lot longer than a year, but uh, it's been that the, the last year that we've been actively on social media. And I wasn't sure which way things were going to go, but everyone has been amazingly supportive. But that being said, you have to understand that it gets difficult at times to watch the discourse for someone whose memories and fears and hurt and anger and shame are something that you live with every day. You know, I keep mentioning this, uh, and I, I've wanted to tell this story for a while, but it's, there's a lot that doesn't mean as much to other people as it does to us, but for example, and I think I said this uh, on a previous episode, Kylo wakes up early sometimes in the middle of the night. A lot of times they're not sleeping until dawn, but this particular night they'd tried to go to bed early uh, because they'd been fronting uh, so that they could talk and interact and work on things. And he woke up at about three in the morning and for some reason decided that he was going to look at social media and saw a link to this fic, and this is why we hardly ever read fic. And it was so triggering in the classic mental health sense that he, it made him physically ill. There were a lot of graphic descriptions, and while a lot of things did not actually happen in reality to him that he remembers, there were a few things that I may or may not take to the grave with me uh, that may not, not see the light of day that Kylo has experienced in his, in his life. And a lot of those things were so close emotionally to what was in that fic that it was almost re-traumatizing. It was, it was very unpleasant. And I'll never forget him sitting on the end, the edge of my bed at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, and Ray, and it was pitch dark in the room, coming and sitting on the, the the further end and saying, do you want to talk about it? No. Silence. And they sat there for like half an hour. And then she's like, do you want to tell me what it is? No. And it took something like three hours for him to be able to start picking words out of the dark to try to express how he felt about things. 
And when I say compassion is her superpower, all right, I mean in a fandom sense because it's true. In, in the PC, in the canon, you can, I use canon also, uh, you know, you can see that that's true. But I'm, when I say compassion is her superpower, I'm talking about from experience. And I've found that people who know us generally fall into one of three categories. It's either completely supportive, oh my god, I believe you, why would you lie, let me keep in mind that you live with this and let me mention things to you and show you humor and I'm careful about what I post because, you know, I know that you're, you know, whatever and, and tell me about what you guys are doing and tell me about this experience that you had and then there are people who are, there. we may lose followers, we may lose listeners, we may lose, for being honest, because we're not hurting anyone, we're not completely off the wall, we're socially functional, you know, but people who will immediately stop listening, stop watching, stop following, stop paying attention, they will ignore everything I say as far as fandom goes, even if my points are decent, because they're like, oh yeah, that's, I'll never forget the one person, you know, who is discussing fandom with me, and saying, you know, something like, can you imagine what it would be like to have your uncle try to kill you, and so on and so forth, and it was late, and I was tired, and I try not to do this generally, but I was like, oh yes, actually I can, you know, haha, and they're like, oh, now I remember who you are, and immediately ended the conversation, stopped talking to me, and currently pretends I don't exist. Um, I love that a couple of things that I said on fandom Twitter have been going around, and uh, this person is reacting to the, my quote tweets, but not to me. <laughs> like I'm invisible. Um, and that's the other extreme. And then there's the middle ground where a lot of people in fandom uh, that I interact with fall on, which is, incre I'm incredibly grateful even for this, where there are people who they don't necessarily think of me every time they talk about it. They don't assume things when they see things I've written. They don't automatically think, oh yeah, that's the guy that, that shares space with Kylo, so he's his point of view is, is X, Y, and Z. But they don't run away. They're incredibly supportive. When we do post personal stuff, they're incredibly supportive. They're wonderful friends. And they're somewhere in the middle ground between acknowledging and believing, but, you know, they're, they're just wonderful people. And that's where most people fall. And that's all right. All right. That's fine. It's sort of like on iKylo, you know, my next episode, I'll be talking about justice and, and, uh, crime and punishment. And when I talk about it, we will talk about it both from the fandom perspective, like this is what we think uh, the canon will do and this is why, and we will talk about it from our perspective, which is, you know, what does it feel like, what if what has happened here, you know, what have our experiences uh, made us think and understand about justice and punishment and, and karma and things like that in the, within the Star Wars universe. And that's what makes this podcast probably incredibly unique. And this is what I'm doing with the rest of my life as a person with, with illness and as a person with a lifetime of experiences that range from incredible hate directed toward me to incredible lifelong friends that we've made. I decided a while back that if I die prematurely, 
uh, knock on wood, but if I, if I die prematurely, this is what I want to leave behind. This is one of the things I want to share, which is what we live with, that we do exist, and other people like us exist, although we're not on Tumblr, we're not in any multiple quote-unquote communities, or anything like that. We're not special, we don't have magic powers, we know the difference between coming from a universe where, say, one can use the Force, and existing in a universe where the Force does not exist. Um, we don't crawl around on the sidewalks and meow and bark, we don't barge into bars or restaurants and say, God damn it, I'm Kylo Ren, give me, you know, premium service. You know, we do know the difference between this reality and a previous one. Just because you remember existing somewhere as effective does not mean that you are deluded enough to think you exist in it now. Uh, I've written about this a lot. I've talked about it a lot. Um, and I should have probably mentioned that sooner. <laughs> Because the idea isn't that we are these people and we need to dress like them all the time and and talk, you know, in the same way people talk in the PC. People are who they are and they, they you know, they react how they react. But they're in, you know, the world we're in is the world we're in. We're not any, you know, gurus of, of uh, fictiveness or anything like that. We're just some of the most public and the most vocal and the most unashamed people who experience a phenomenon who are willing to come forward and say, this is how we live. So that being said, uh, imagine that, you know, you're sharing headspace, body space with Kylo, and you spend several hours a day uh, watching the Star Wars fandom discuss whether or not he deserves to live. Uh, that gets difficult after a while, and you have to build up uh, a degree of emotional callous uh, in order to be involved in fandom when you are effective. But because I, outside of Kylo, have been a fan since 19, like 19, I don't want to date myself, but since the original trilogy, you know, it's, you know, it becomes difficult. So, you know, some of my friends sometimes, and I try very hard not to do things that I would consider disordered behavior, like jumping into a discussion of Snoke and Ray and so on and saying, yes, well, this is the way it is and I know how it is because I was there and I remember it. I mean, that not only looks really, really creepy and disturbed, but it's unnecessary because not everyone is going to believe me. And yes, I really, really sometimes long for the day when the idea is legitimized and the concept is legitimized, and you can say, oh, this person shares space with so-and-so, and it's just something that you run into. It's a, it's a type of person you meet. It's an experience that people have, and that it's legitimized to the point where I don't have to worry that anything I say is going to be taken as me being a crazy person, but I've worked very hard uh, throughout my life to sort of just exist. And so has Wokeporg. Um, Wokeporg uh, has more people sharing space with her than I do. Uh, Ray is not the only one, uh, but that's for her to tell and not me. Uh, but suffice it to say that if I say, post on Twitter that we've had conversations with so-and-so, I'm not talking about role-playing or writing or in my head or in theory. I'm talking about two people fronting who sat down, or more usually 
one of them paced and the other one, you know, sat and drank tea or, or stood there or whatever, or someone sat and got up and down. Real conversations between real people with real emotions. All right, people cry, people scream. You know, about nine months ago, there was a horrible experience where Kylo was dealing with some issues, some Snoke issues, and he cried so hard that he legitimately threw up multiple times. And it was not pretty and not glamorous and probably not something they would ever show on screen. But I was the one whose body it was, you know, throwing up on myself. And I know that's disgusting, but I'm trying to give you a clue as to the fact that this isn't a game. It's not a joke. It's not something we take lightly. It's not something we put out there lightly. And I heard somebody say, you know, God, can't somebody help him? Because he was in such horrible hysterics, and this wasn't inside my head. I mean, I don't know how much clearer I can make this. I'm talking physically kneeling on the floor, having hysterics. All right, this is these are things that happen. These are conversations. People get mad. They slam their, their coffee cups down. They, they pace. They slam out the door. They come back. They sit down. They stand up. They wake up in the middle of the night. They eat. They drink. They take showers. They're real people. And it's a fantastic phenomenon, fantastic in the dictionary sense. And here's Wokeporg. Hold on. Hey, I, Kylo Casters. We stopped for a second because Wokeporg uh, showed up. Hi, guys. And uh, I've pretty much covered uh, being fictives, uh, you know, the phenomenon, uh, the metaphysics, yeah. the, the quantum theory idea. Uh, what it's like being in fandom and seeing things. Uh, well, that was why... Uh, that was... Come a little closer so we can hear you. That was part of my decision on cutting as much as I did out of my Twitter feed the other day. Because being what we are, even though it's good to stay up to date with fandom and what's happening, everybody else's interpretation of lives that they can only speculate on isn't really something I need to have in my face for literally every scroll I'm making through my feed. So I was talking about uh, emotional callous, uh, about how you have to build that up in order to do that, but then on days when things like the, the Kylo needs to die because he doesn't deserve redemption discourse happens, it gets worn away pretty quick. What I, what I thought was amazing, and I had discussed this with you yesterday, was that uh, there had been a branch of that same theory where they had discussed the idea of, you know, oh, maybe it'll be Leia that kills him. A, first of all, people are entirely misjudging Leia's personality if they think that was a thing she would have been capable of with her own child. And then also, I think it was an incredible discredit to Carrie Fisher, who couldn't speak to herself in what she thought was an interpretation of a role she'd spent her whole life doing. So it kind of made me a little sick. I'm kind of like, wow, you guys are all about, oh, we're going to say this for her. We're going to say this, you know, for our princess here. And I'm like, you guys have no idea of how disgusting she probably would have found that notion. So, Well, when I wrote my tweet that's been uh, shared a whole bunch of times about how gross the idea of <laughs> redemption through suicide is yeah. and how much of a shitty take that was, I said, this enrages me and not just for the reasons you think. The not just for the reasons was because it's disgusting on a just on a meta level, like yeah, that they would say that that was is, that you know this is better you know than than love, than yeah. than being redeemed and deserve, deserving love. But when I say not just in the, for the reasons you think, 
the reasons you think, quote-unquote, was a nod to the people who know who we are. And let me tell you, when he has sat in the dark, this is might be triggering, so if any of you guys uh, might be triggered by discussion of suicide, uh, you might want to skip the next two minutes. Uh, skip ahead to like 45 minutes, uh, just in case. But when he sits in the dark talking about how he's worthless and disgusting and, and you know, everything he's ever done was wrong and he's made so many mistakes and he's... and things that have happened to him that he blames himself for, uh, which a lot of people, I'm sure, can relate to, and talks about how maybe dead would be better. And I'm the one who sits and has to deal with the effect on your body of racking crying and not sleeping and, and, you know, it being careful, it's not funny. I mean, it, it wasn't to begin with, but even the idea isn't... There, I can't find any redeeming value in that concept. I know what it's like, and I know what it's like to have the thought process of feeling like you're worthless and you need to die because of the things that happened in the canon that are fiction to everyone else and in memory for us. And that's when I... You know, so when I ask that people who are my friends or people who know me or people who know who we are consider me when I reply to things, that's all I mean. Yeah. When somebody says to me, Kylo is blah, 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 and I say, well, blah, blah, I'm careful with my pronouns and I'm what, careful what, with how I express it. bothers me? Please acknowledge that I have a point of view, even if you don't share or agree with my point of view, just understand that it exists. Yeah. And and that and that's what bothers me almost more than anything is that we've had some friends for years. Years and years and years. Nobody and years on years. Twitter. We're Nobody not talking on Twitter. about we're not talking we're about We're not fan. talking about anybody. We're not talking about fandom friends here. We're talking about friends, okay? Who have known us for a decade and a half. Who understand you would think, okay, because we've conversed about all this and, oh. you know, we would think would understand that there are certain places that you don't go with things, and then from out of left field comes blah, you know, X and Y, enter name here, this idea, and I'm kind of sitting back going, you really might say you, you know understand. we're right here, right? You know, yeah. You might say you might understand what you're talking about us, but this doesn't reach your deeper brain at any point that you're not speaking with us directly. Yeah, that happens a lot. And that happens a lot. And it's it's sort of... I want to say it's... It, I think, and this may be giving people more credit than maybe the standard person, you know, warrants here, but I think that if, say, you can respect a person's religious beliefs and completely not question ever that a person does it because of their, you know, religious devotion in, in to one faith or another, depending on, you know, what your, your kettle mm -hmm. of fish is, then this should not be difficult. Okay? It doesn't mean change who you are or what no, you do or what you say, but you are, if you want to... But a little more respect for... Because unfortunately, and people think, oh, respect in handling of a person doesn't mean that you have to change your behavior so much, but it does mean that you have to consider 
what you say before you say it. Just be thoughtful. Thoughtful. In in direct interaction. I don't care, say, if my personal mutuals on Twitter talk about Kylo all day and night. But if I reply to one, first of all, if I reply to one, it usually means that it's hit me somewhere personal. But if I reply to one, or more accurately, if someone replies to me, because I say things from our point of view, and I'm very careful with what I put out, and you reply to me, and you know me, just be mindful of where I'm coming from when I answer. That's all. Just like you would for anyone else. What do we want? As, as us, do we, we don't want special treatment. We don't want, you know, special whatever. We just want to exist without the hate and the death threats and the doxing and the horrible things. And we want to live our lives and we would like friends. We would like to be able to share these experiences like we've been doing with all of you and feel like they're just as legitimate as anyone else's experience because they're being felt and talked through and walked through and moved through like anyone else feels and talks and walks and moves through the world. If we say, you know, if like if I were to go online and say, Ray and Kylo had a huge fight this morning and he's really upset, which hasn't happened in quite a while. I think there's only actually been one of those, to be honest. There were a couple. He he stomped off one time, I remember. Oh, I remember. But he didn't get any further in the hallway. He just sort of stood there and fumed, and then she came and yelled at him, and and there was this whole thing. And I'd love to share these friends. And this is why we're Raylos, incidentally. You can go back, just like I, Kylo is kind of a dichotomy of fandom and our lives. You know, the canon is completely indicative of that being a thing. Okay? The, the, the hints are so heavy they could be bricks that people are throwing. Us, personally, we are because we live it. And they hated each other when they first met. Mm. Or when they first got here. Yeah. Alright? They couldn't be within 20 feet of each other and that was hard because everybody was here in the, in you know and trying to deal with things and then things just changed a little at a time i think it was a little easier for Ray their anniversary is saturday i can say it now i've been waiting and holding this in and no one will probably get far enough to hear this because we're 46 minutes in and if you gave people gave up on the concept they won't know but if you're still with us, uh, their anniversary, I can say it, I've been waiting for months to be able to announce it, but their anniversary as an actual couple is Saturday of this of this week, coming up, uh, the 12th. And uh, you're rolling your eyes over there. Uh, she rolls her eyes. Is this the actual day? It is the actual day. Was that the... Yep. That was that one? Yep, okay. it was. <laughs> <laughs> January 12th, I have the photos uh, from the from, from the, the car ride. From the car the, ride, yeah. yep, the next day. Anyway. No. Uh, and he's very, 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 very obsessed with that being their anniversary. So, you know, things just happen the way they do. You know, and I've said this before on previous episodes, is that the, the canon, by nature, they're trying, and I don't want to be uh, jaded, but they're trying to sell a story. Well, yeah. So they're going to do, like I talked about Bohemian Rhapsody, they're going to hit the emotional beats, the big events, the big dramatic things that happen, the big battles. They're not going to show you the the minute details that make up a life, that make up redemption, atonement, uh, relationships, friendships, you know, how you have a relationship with your family when you're ostracized and, and there's so much hurt on both sides and these, 
you know, things that normal people experience only magnified because most people are not involved in combat on a galactic scale. Yeah. All right. But deep down, it's the same thing. You know, you, you, you fight, you hurt, you say things you regret, you do things you regret, you decide you want, you don't want to lose those people. You, you work on yourself, you work on your mental health, you work on your trauma and your triggers and the things that, that upset you and you, it's hard and it's ugly and it's not glamorous, but it is real. And that's the difference. And that's all we're trying to put forward here is that we can talk about fandom in a neutral way, but when we move from neutral to personal, it's very real. And I think that's all we're, we're really trying to say in the end. Um, go ahead and, uh, and say whatever you, you want to... Uh... Well, that's the problem is I don't have anything to add to that. <laughs> oh, well, okay. That's fine. Um, but that's fine, too. Um, you know, I just, uh, it, it, it's hard to do this, uh, it, it really is. Uh, sorry, when verified accounts pop up in my Twitter notifications, I tend to, uh, to, to get distracted. Um, and it was my commentary about the, uh, the suicide thing. And now you guys know, uh, both reasons as a person who struggled with mental health in, my life outside of Kylo mm. and as someone who's struggled with his guilt and his shame and his, his issues internally also, it's like a double whammy. It's, it's like getting uh, hit in the face with a, a rotting fish or something. Oh, it's, it's, God. it's really just disgusting. And I, you know, and, and, and there are a lot of bad takes and it's really hard to watch, but I, I kind of want to, uh, to end this on an, a more positive note, and I haven't gotten a reply back from the people that I, I, I wanted to ask about, uh, so I can't tell that story because it's not mine to tell without permission. But I do want to say that while it's hard to be in fandom and it's awkward and uncomfortable a lot of the time because of the takes on Kylo and things like that, there have also been a couple of experiences that I've had where I've heard stories, the Kylo story hashtag uh, was was one of those things. It was a couple of his friends, uh, a couple of people that I know who know that he's, he exists and, and, you know, who are aware of the phenomenon, kind of poked me in DM on Twitter and said, have you seen this hashtag? You should go look at it. Uh, you know, because people, you know. And that was one one experience that was just profoundly affecting to me. And there are stories of people making friends, lifelong friends, on on fandom Twitter. People who met because they were Raylos and who have become wonderful friends and and supported each other and and just these amazing things where people have gone through hard times and fandom Twitter has lifted them up and where we've all tried to be positive voices in fandom and support each other and to think that his story is the reason those things happen is is mind boggling to me it's humbling it's i don't want to say embarrassing because embarrassing is the wrong word because embarrassing sort of has a negative connotation and i wish there was a word that that could mean the same thing but didn't quite have that connotation like Oh my God, that's, that's my life, mm -hmm. you know, and 
by existing, he brought together these people, these disparate sort of people who might never have met, who've had wonderful friendships and wonderful experiences and, and things like that. And from our point of view, that's just, it's like my brain sort of locks up into a do not compute or does not compute. You know, it, it's my notifications are going bonkers. It, uh, it's amazing. And I really want to thank you guys for, uh, for showing us that that's a thing for, for welcoming us into that sort of Raylo fandom, uh, where we've met nothing but wonderful people, even knowing what we are, you know, because most of you, people the, the the people who have at least a passing understanding that there's something going on and welcoming us into and never making us feel awkward or uncomfortable or anything like that so that's pretty amazing so that's the story this was not exactly a fandom uh episode but we've got a couple uh in the pipeline coming that will uh hopefully make up for that crime and punishment being the one uh, I didn't do my, uh, the crime and punishment in the Star Wars universe. Remember the idea? Oh, I'm like, yeah. oh, why are we talking about Dostoevsky? Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. I have traumatic memories of, uh, of AP English, uh, from, uh, crime and punishment. Fun fact, I was 14. I tried to drop my AP class because that book was, when I started it was, Dry. oh God, I had, and I just wasn't interested. And everyone else in the class were seniors and I was very, uh, very stressed about it, and my AP teacher said, "No, <laughs> no, I won't sign it. You're not dropping my class. I won't. I won't sign it." And come to find out, uh, I actually really enjoyed the, the rest of the book once I got to the point. Yeah, you know. And then we read uh, James Joyce, uh, Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man, yeah. and uh, the teacher that I hated became one of my best friends. I started I painting, I and uh, all the rest is history. So. Uh, that was a random, unrelated story. I'm, but, so, uh, I'm so sorry. But uh, uh, that being said, uh, I can turn that into a positive message, you know? Sometimes what looks like something you can't handle is, you know, something that will eventually become a really positive experience. And a lot of times fandom is like that for me. You know, I maintain my emotional calluses by careful self-care, and a lot of times it peaks you know, the, the, the raw skin peeks through. But a lot of times holding on to that has allowed me to be present for some pretty amazing things. And that's, you know... That's a good note. That's a, it's a good thing. So we'll have a couple of follow-up episodes coming soon. Um, we're going to try to get back on track. Our internet has been a, a, a hell journey. It's been awful these last few weeks. And uh, so we're working on it. That, that's getting messed around with by the the cable company and so on and so forth um and of course again we've been ill it's flu season things are just sort of crappy in general so we're trying to get back on schedule if you have any questions about anything we've said ikylocast at gmail.com uh ikylo on twitter uh spangali phantom or woke porg on uh on twitter those are our personal uh those are our personal account uh, accounts Bear and, in mind uh, that, you know, if you actually ever succeed in sending me any flames, I will take screenshots, post them, and shame you mercilessly. Yes. So, any hate, flames, uh, abusive messages, things like that. Any, hey, you mocked. guys are, we'll hey, you mocked. guys are completely bat blank, you know, crazy or whatever, uh, will be screenshot, will be read online and on the radio station, and probably will be put on a little flag and waved around with your screen name intact. <laughs> 
Uh, so <laughs> think about that before you do it. Trust me, like I said at the beginning of this broadcast, we have heard it all. I do not think you are inventive enough to come up with an insult that will actually hurt us. All right? Trust me, we've dealt with Snoke. 802-328-1233 is the iKylo message line. I was going to say it's some random number. We have... <laughs> what is wrong with you? 8675309. Why would I, I just be reciting I a don't, random I've phone I've forgotten number? that we'd gotten a uh, phone number for the podcast. We've never used it yet. <laughs> See what I have to put up with? This is what I put up with. 14 years of this. This is why, this is why I'm here talking to all of you right now, because it can't get any worse than this. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, all that being said, I'm glad to end on an amused note. Uh, it, it's, it's rare. Uh, anyway, tune in next week. Uh, again, you can call us, write us, DM us, tag us, whatever you want to do if you have any questions, and that includes about how the phenomenon works, what we experience, how we feel about fandom, how we feel about X, Y, and Z. You can ask us anything you want as long as you're polite about it. And we will answer. Uh, because we are trying to raise awareness and to share our experience. So definitely get in touch with us. Thanks for listening. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, you'll continue to join us uh, once we pick up our normal fandom schedule. Thanks, guys. May the Force be with you. Thanks for joining us for another episode of iKyloCast. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to tune in next time. And may the force and the balance and an open mind be with you.